Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> This is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Clarabel Ortega. I'm Ryan Lasala, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get started, please remember we are both authors. Are we bad? Probably. Doesn't matter. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but please order our books. I have a book coming out this year. It's coming out in a month as of this recording. Yeah, I was about to say you've got a book coming out soon. <laughs> um, and Ryan has The Honeys coming out, but we also Woo. have a backlist. Ryan has Reverie and Bedazzles that you can order right now and read. They're both amazing. And I have Ghost Squad, which you can also order. Please support us so that we can, you know, get Botox and not look like creamy. Yes. Oh, more on that coming up. And yes. Y'all... <laughs> If you want to follow along and support the podcast, you can find us on socials at Bad Author Pod on Twitter, Bad Author Book Club on Instagram, and please, please, please check out our Discord. We've been having such a fun time chatting with y'all every time we drop an episode. It's so much fun to discuss. It's also great to get like life updates. Like today, mm-hmm. we were talking about like haircuts, for instance. I oh, love that. so yeah, <laughs> find find us on Discord and come say hello. Yes, absolutely. So let's get into it now. Today's episode is chapter 31 of Model Land by Tyra Banks, Despairing Desperation. Okay, so we left off with the Unicas, aka Lesbian Pouch Girls, which they should have chosen that name instead of yeah, how, how they didn't arrive on lesbian pouches i know unicas, like, hello it's very obvious do we um, think it's unicas or unicas because i think so i say i i understand why you're saying unicas because it's like they're supposed to be unique but it's a spanish word in my head so like yeah. my first language like jumps out and says unicas but uh-huh. i support you saying Unicas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I sort of go back and forth as I'm reading. Does it really matter? <laughs> no, no, not not at all. Just, I think it's a little bit worse if it's Unicas, which I also think is what Tyra Banks meant when she wrote it. Like, yeah. I think she was thinking unique, but... Probably. Except that she does also... 
yeah. seem to like to like infuse different languages into things. Like, remember, she's Tookie, so like, mm. I think that maybe this is like I went to Spain for six months and I learned the word unica. You know, yeah, no, you've got a point there. <laughs> Although I do contend that if Tyra Banks had a Spanish word in this book, it would definitely be italicized. I don't see her as not <laughs> italicizing Spanish words in the you text. You are correct. <laughs> Anyhow, I distracted you. You go on. Let's catch us up. So, so we start this chapter, you would think, okay, so this is a thing that I, I, I thought was really interesting because like, um, when you're, and I, I don't, I think this is a very easy mistake to make where mm. there's something sort of like exciting that's about to happen. Your characters are about to do something really cool. And then the next chapter comes around and you as a reader are like, yes, so excited for the what thing happens? to happen. And then it just doesn't. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really good lesson in sort of like keeping the stakes high, keeping the tension going, where we leave off the last chapter, chapter 30, with the girls like, we have to escape from Model Land because the Belladonna and CL are trying to kill us. Literally, our lives are in danger. Mm-hmm. And then we start the next chapter with, with one week passed, then another. <laughs> and yet, Tuki still could not think of a plan that would get her and the other Unicas away from Model Land safely. Like... Why did, I, why did I expect anything else than, like, passive nothing? Why does time have to pass at all? Why can't they just go straight into looking? And I don't you, know. There's something even more infuriating about this, too. Like, all this time has, like, elapsed, basically. And this annoys me. This I notice, actually, a lot when watching shows as well. Time elapses, right? Like, time passes, and then the characters get together and just start having a conversation as if they have spent the time, like, in hyperbolic chambers separated from one another. Yeah. Like, they start talking a little bit later about how they're going to escape, and it's like they're talking about it for the very first time. And you'll notice this in shows, too, where, like, characters will, like, arrive together at a party and finally start to have, like, a conversation. And it's like, wait, didn't you guys, like, take a taxi here together? How come you saved this conversation for... Oh, of course, you had to save it for you know, the author or, like, the viewer seeing it, right? Like, that makes a little bit more sense. But, like, once you start to notice, like, you have to, like, I think about this all the time where I actually put barricades between characters when time elapses so that they really can't have communicated effectively in order to, like, figure these things out, right? And this is why, like, phones, for instance, are kind of frustrating for Mm -hmm. a lot of young adult authors because, like, suddenly, like, people can just talk across distance and it makes for an unengaging scene when, you know, people are on the other side of the world. But... Anyhow, like, time has passed and these girls have had no real discussion. They Allegedly, Tookie has been thinking and thinking and thinking about it. And I'm thinking, like, ZZ mentioned the shoot. She exactly. mentioned how to get out. Literally, and we're acting like, like we the don't... day that everything happened before she mentioned it. It wasn't even, like, yeah. she mentioned it chapters and chapters ago. And I actually think the reason, the logic behind Tyra making time pass is that, in her mind, that would make it so that... Tookie didn't figure things out too easily and quickly. That's what I think. That's like her attempt at being like, no, no, it took her weeks and weeks to like come to the realization that, you know, whatever her plan is that she comes up with later. And also maybe to, cause she does mention that in this time, her and Bravo have had some like moments between them as well. Which we don't even see. I mean, that does get mentioned, but like, I, th- I mean, I think you're right. I think basically she's trying to 
kind of pad around the assumption that it's like too easy or too like slapped together by saying like look right. at all of the like time that's passed. Like it sort of enriches the gravity of the relationships and the tension if they've been sort of suffering for yeah for weeks. Just, and we sort of get some of that, I guess, in like the um, upcoming pages. Yes, but I mean, it's it just it, I I feel like it falls flat. Like it would have been way more effective even if it was overnight and they stayed up late and like sat down and tried to figure yeah figure something out i think that would have been like way more satisfying than what ends up happening which well literally is nothing about... anyway <laughs> yeah, let's talk about what happened and then i think we should talk about how we maybe would have done this a little bit differently because this is such an important part you're dead on when you're like something big has happened and now like you've got the ball in hand what are you going to do with it right yeah. like that this is like like, this is my favorite part to write as an author, right? Mm. Like, the big revelation. Now it's time to, like, make a plan. This is, like, the montage phase of a lot of plots, right? Like, right. you've got to figure it out. Um, we just skip over it because weeks pass and then another week's pass. Like, multiple weeks pass. But I'm curious how we would we would handle this. But we should, we should tell folks what actually happened. So, okay. We get a bunch of sort of, like, we, there is some montaginess. Basically, everyone's training for the seven tournament where all the upper-class Bellas yeah. compete to find out who's going to be an Intoxabella. And there's, like, speculation on who's going to do mm. well. And uh, we hear about, like, a girl named, like, Gashella who can multiply herself by eight. We hear about a girl named Crispy. <laughs> spelled it's me. Tri- <laughs> it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-B-Y. So not crispy like bacon, but like spelled sort of like that. Um, who can, who has the 30 never power so she can slough off her skin when she, I guess, turns 29 and a half or something. I forget. Which, okay, question. So like those two powers that are mentioned, they are powers that we've seen before in like the Magical Mountain like disco show. Mm-hmm. Do you, so are there only like set certain set powers that the intoxibellas can what have. what I think, yeah. Okay. I think there's certain set powers, and then if you're the triple seven, you have all of them. Right, and the triple is totally not, it doesn't matter. Right. it's the, just seven powers yeah, that we know of. Right, there's no triple about it. But yeah. The girls are, like, speculating about who can do what and who's going to do well in the tournament. Remember, the tournament is in the seven stadium, which has been... Built by the Bestosterone boys, boys yeah. Bravo. That's why Bravo's around, because they're building the stadium that yeah. got previously annihilated by a meteor. Mm. That, just just for some quick model and background. The the Likey sisters are like, ZZ is going to fail, like, mm-hmm. goodbye. And um, <laughs> this part really just made me so annoyed. Um, so Tookie is like, her internal monologue is all about how, I'm sorry, I'm like slurring. I'm not drunk. I'm just like, (laughs) I have a lot to say. Um, so her internal monologue is like talking about how like she doesn't really have time for this shit because they have more pressing stuff on their mind, like staying alive. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so typical to me that they're saying their lives are in danger, but they're not actually doing anything. They're just like sitting ducks. Like they're just going to class and like sitting around waiting for Tookie to come up with some sort of plan. And it ends up being pointless anyway. Like it makes me laugh that they would make Tookie the leader also, because this is like inherent (laughs) to her personality to like have absolutely no reaction to anything. So like, of course they're sitting there doing nothing. Tookie's in charge. 
Right. Like th- this, this really does represent the kind of what makes this book actually bad because Toki's actually a bad character. It's that Toki says, literally, I have more pressing things on my mind than who will do well in the Toxabella exam. For instance, staying alive. And then the next sentence is, any day could be the first day of the experiments, which sounds like a really innocuous transition. But basically what you've just told us is that you're trying to stay alive, stay being sort of an active avoiding tactic of something that's pursuing you. The next line is, any day the thing that could like hurt us might begin, right? So there's actually nothing to stay away from yet. There's nothing pursuing you. There's just a vague threat. So how can you actively stay alive? Oh, I guess if you're Toki, just by like sitting and waiting for it. Like there's a weird, strange illogic to even just that like transition that I think is basically what you're saying of which like, like clearly there's nothing urgent happening. And yeah. clearly like there's no nothing pressing about like Toki's leadership because they are literally just sitting there. We get like, I don't know, like, what happens instead? Oh, instead what we get is, like, like the tension, just so you know, comes from basically Toki observing CL becoming crazier and crazier, because they've got, remember, they've got, like, a class together, they're in, like, debate team together, and CL, like, is, like, frothing out the mouth, mouth often during, like, the debate club in the magnetosphere, and, like, that's, like, oh my gosh, like, look at her, she's so crazy, this lady, like, that's the tension, and... Um, and then Bravo sort of occasionally, like, smiling at her across a field. Like, that's where we get sort of like the, yeah. oh, these are the things that are happening in Toki's world. But all of these things are people, they're happening around Toki. It's not Toki doing any of these things. He's just, literally, Toki is just, like, on her track. She's, like, a person in the boat at It's a Small World After All. And everybody else is, like, clapping and singing. And she's just sort of, like, gliding through the plot. Right. If you are going to have characters wait to escape when they're in danger you have to give them like a reason like a concrete reason like let's say they decide that the only way they can escape is by creating some sort of invisibility potion but it takes two weeks to ferment right like that's our only like way out we have to wait and like in the meantime like this is what we did to like avoid cl like this is what we did to like lock the doors and like make sure that she couldn't get into our bedroom at night and like Mm -hmm. show us a scene where that happens you know what i mean like don't just tell us because it sucks all the tension out i feel like we say that so much but it's so true Um, well and like let's give like an example like those are great examples of exactly what we should have mm -hmm. been seeing here like it should have been the girls having like check-ins with one another like are you okay checking their bodies for like random experimentation like evidence or something like that um i think that they should have waited until i think they should have said like oh the entire school will be at the seven tournament that's the perfect opportunity to get away when everyone else is distracted yeah like that would have been a really good reason to wait too but basically i heard this recently in fiction um sort of like tension comes from like having to make a choice but the best tension and actual drama comes from having to choose between either two really good things or two really bad things Mm -hmm. right and like in this instance like there's no real choice to be made they just sort of sit around and wait because they're not being pressed to make a choice even if they did the the obvious choice is just leave like there's no reason to stay but instead if you sort of dial it into them just being like okay either we get experimented on sort of choose to wait or we wait until the right opportunity to leave and like save ourselves in a safe way like that sort of becomes the the object of like tension there and that could have been done well we sort of do get like I mean, we'll get to it in a second. They end up do having kind of an okay conversation about, like, the, you know, the push and pull of, like, taking the easy way out. Yeah. It's just weird that it happens after three weeks of, like, 
apparently just sitting there. Right. Like the whole like first like three pages or two and a half pages are really just not needed. They should have started this chapter right during that conversation. Like it should have picked up them immediately trying to figure out how to get out of model land. Um, Right. Right. This did make me laugh. Like Bravo left was leaving cans of whipped cream and a note for Tookie that said Zello and Zid Morning Zuki. <laughs> right, because like their little thing is like the Z potion that she had to take when she got her lips right. stitched up. So he did that, that every day for two weeks. Like this bitch has like the biggest fucking stock of whipped cream in her flower, like her boob flower ever. Yeah, that's she has more whipped cream than anybody on earth. And mm. um oh we should also note that Tookie, she's so stressed out about all this that she can't even eat. And that's a big deal for her. Because she's always, remember, she's always hungry. Yeah. So they're all in the... she never gains weight. She so never quirky. gains weight. That's so quirky of her. Uh, so they're at the dining hall. She's not eating. And she, they're all basically look, looking around being like, oh my God, like soon we will be a ni- like in a nightmare. <laughs> so uh, like as if they're not so like already in a stupid. nightmare. So imagine that. For three weeks straight, you just have one thought. Anyways, they... We, uh, there's a time jump, and we move ahead in time again, and Bestosteros, like, they're basically almost done building the stadium, and Zizi is like, I'm going to give you a tour. And so she they, she brings them in, and um, they're on a tour of the stadium, and th- this is when, this is when Tookie realizes, oh, maybe we can escape through the emergency zip zap uh, to Metopia, uh, right? Like that Zizi had mentioned, which... Is a, it's basically, it's hidden somewhere in the stadium. I did not know this. I thought it was just like in a courtyard, but, but apparently it's like somewhere in the stadium that has now been built atop the ruins of the old stadium. So this is actually for the first time a little intriguing. Like, okay, here there is an exit, but they have to find it first. So I kind of liked that. I like that it was hidden. I like that it wasn't just immediately accessible, but it is weird that they're thinking about it for the first time now. Um, I thought I I don't know if that I agree only because like ZZ literally tells them this like like a day before the previous chapter and it's like Chucky has an epiphany. It's like it's not an epiphany. You didn't figure anything out. Like ZZ told you that the hidden zip zap was like somewhere in this general vicinity and it would have just made way more sense like had Tyra done it the way that we mentioned, like with them having the conversation before to just Mm -hmm. put that in there because it would have been fresh on her mind rather than letting two weeks pass and then her suddenly remember this thing, which, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Like she would have remembered that right away because like it had just happened. And if ZZ's giving a tour, how come now isn't when ZZ's like, oh, you know, as I'm touring the stadium, here's the, like, right. you know, somewhere there's a rumor or that, that yeah. this shoot is, like, you know, obviously they've hidden up, but, you know, somewhere in the ruins of the stadium beneath this, like, there is a zip set full of, like, dead bodies, which would be very tired, too. So I don't know why it wasn't mentioned now. I was like, oh, that's our route out. This yeah, would be the time to drop it's it. it's so strange. It's so strange. Yeah. So they talk about it for the first time now. They're like, oh, my gosh. And there's a 50, 50% chance that it just kills them automatically or it puts them in Ladorno, which is like, remember, like the Rodeo Drive of yeah. um, Metopia. So I like, that 50, I like that it's specifically a 50-50 chance. And they're like, well, we can't do that. It's not safe. And so instead, instead they're like, we're going to, uh, we're going to like climb over the wall, basically. Like that's mm-hmm. safe. And this cracked me up. They, so, okay. 
a reminder here that I had totally forgotten. But the wall surrounding Model Land is a giant trash heap. Like, it's a huge wall full of, like, trash, basically. And I totally forgot about this. Uh, but they basically, like, they're, they're feeling along this, like, giant trash wall. And they find the perfect spot in a gigantic wall. I don't know. Like, why it's perfect, we don't know. And what, No idea. What Piper does to, like, remember it as if, like... Incredible. They'll forget if she takes a hair out of her, a single hair, and stuffs it into, like, a crack in the wall as if, like, that'll help, right? Like, now we'll be able to identify, like, this particular thing with a hair. Just a single lock of, not even a lock, just a strand of hair. It it makes absolutely no sense. Like, zero. I'm like, that's gonna blow away in the wind. Like... Totally, totally true. I, I mean, I guess Piper's, like, the smart one, so I like the idea of her using her, like, very white fluorescent hair to, like, mark something, but, like, yeah. a, cr- a crack in a wall is not the, the thing How are they gonna find marking? it again? It's so stupid. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, at least Tookie should have put, like, one of her whipped cream cans in there or something. <laughs> at minimum. At minimum. So they decide on the wall... And they go to sleep and Tookie's having like nightmares and then like a terrifying alarm like wakes them up in the middle of the night. And they're like, what the fuck? And everybody is like leaving the the D, their dorms and like running outside. This doesn't make any sense. So basically the alarms go off and people run outside. Like I guess it's supposed to sort of be like a fire alarm, but they all run outside and as it turns out the alarms are going off because there's a like a an in, sort of like an intruder yeah, running it's like through a security the right. alert basically so and as we'll learn it's someone trying to escape it's someone running in like a cloak we don't know who they are yet and if <laughs> in a prison right like if someone's trying to get out of a prison the alarms will go off, of course, but, like, what doesn't happen is all the doors fly open and everyone runs out of their right. cells. Like, a shutdown right. would sort of lock everyone inside, but, nope, someone's trying to escape Model Land, and all the girls rush out because, you know, what's important is that we all, of course, every single character has to attend every single scene, so the following is, like, the entire school watches what, like, what happens next. Trip right, fire. As, as opposed to, like... <laughs> It's it's always so convenient too. It's just like everything. It's like it's literally an open door to like every to every single situation. It's just an open right. door. There's absolutely no escaping or getting out. What should have happened is they should have had like the it says like the uh, Bestosteros um, security guards are like everywhere, right? And yeah, so right. they should have had like an announcement, told all the girls like stay in your room, like a terrifying voice, and right. Tuki's like no, I'm going to go see what's going on. And, like, she has right. to escape, right? And, like, right. And maybe Bravo helps her or something. Right. Oh, I um, love that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But, but no. But we no. get nothing. We get nothing. <laughs> yeah. Instead, like, I agree with you. I sort of have this, like, if, if there's chaos, chaos is a great moment to, like, sneak away and do stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, the chaos of the stadium would have been one. The chaos of, like, an alarm going off and, like, them trying to corral everybody. Like, that's a great opportunity to, like, do that. I kind of wish, what I wish is that the girls had decided, let's meet up tonight and um, let's figure out a way out of here. Like, we'll just do, like, a reconnaissance or scouting mission. And I, I have this, like, image of, like, them, like, sneaking around on top of the wall. And that's when the alarm goes off. And we think, oh, my God, they've been caught. But actually, no, it's this other person trying to escape. And, like, that's why they get to witness all of this, right? Yeah. Like, they're I sort of that. in the right place. Uh, what I would have done 
yeah. in this moment is very camp, but I feel like would have been so funny, which is mm-hmm. do the idea that I said where Bravo is helping her, but they're cornered. So suddenly Tookie's like, I have an idea. And she puts her flower brooch on the floor and goes inside of it. <laughs> and Bravo carries her out. Yes. And it's like, like yeah, like reveals her outside. Like, like shakes it upside down and like Tookie falls out with like cans of whipped cream. <laughs> that would have been rich. Oh, God. So anyhow, none of this happens. All the no. girls basically, like, this is how passive Tookie is. Literally, there's an alarm at Modeland that goes off the let's her know, Tookie, plot, plot's happening. Like, let's go watch. Like, that's yeah. the alarm that's going off. It's like, not because of Like, literally, literally, literally. Shake it out of bed so someone goes and gets her and brings her. The entire school goes outside and the person, this, once again, like, there's a lot of vertigo in the scene because distance is just so elastic. They're like, one second they're in the dorms looking at someone running around the perimeter of, again, this is a city-sized, like, campus. But they're, like, they're able to see to the perimeter and Tookie over what I have to assume is, like, miles. is like, oh, that's, des- like, that's Desperata. She, like, notices her. And then suddenly we are, we are right up against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and Desperata is screaming about how her, so here's what she says, my life is not worth living without him. You all can have this intoxicable nonsense. I am intoxicated by his love. I need to be with him. And she is escaping again to go be with her boyfriend. boyfriend. Like that's yeah. that's her whole that's her whole character arc. I, I agree with you about like the whole like the sense of place for me was really off this entire chapter. Like right when they leave the dorms, I was like, I can't picture what's going on. And yeah. then later on, there's all this, like, infrastructure, like, introduced, <laughs> like, a table. And I'm like, what? This yeah. Oh, very, yeah, very, table. very confusing. It doesn't help that, like, so, Sarah Desperata gets to, gets to the wall. Mm. And a lot of this scene takes place with her climbing the wall. And we're led to believe that these are, like, towering walls, you know, like, yeah. really high. But Desperata, like is like i'm going and immediately turns and like climbs the wall but in reality this would be like a two-hour affair watching her go and like storm away because she would be climbing this like huge wall i imagine like if anyone's ever seen like attack on titan like that's kind of how tall i imagine these walls to be because they're supposed to be huge and all-encompassing of this city but why hasn't anybody caught her there's like security everywhere supposedly like no they just up and down and you well you you know why you know why because they have to wait for a main character to come get her and lo and behold of course here comes CL. CL's the one to like part the crowd and be like, wait, stop. Because again, this, this woman whole thing has was so confusing to me. Oh my every shop. So, so CL's yelling at Desperata, like, get down, like, stop get, being stupid. Get down. Like, yeah. you know. And uh, Guru Ganero is like being like an instigator and like just let her go. Like, who gives a shit? Calls. CL body girl again and then like the girls like realize like oh the reason why he calls her body girl is because of the dead bodies like not because she gained weight but because she's killing girls <laughs> I guess I highlight that whole thing being like what does this mean and I, yeah I think you're right it's because now like remember CL is evil to the girls so mm. anything she does is seen as like bloodthirsty witch coven so now that she's called body girl they're like oh dead body girl further proof that she's a a demon bitch so so just is climbing um yeah Ciel's, like leaping up to try to grab her it says the moonlight danced upon seal's hand whatever and Tookie noticed that <laughs> she had claws on the tips of her fingers and not nails 
Right. What? Specifically Does she have claws. acrylics or is it like lobster claws? Uh, oh my god, yeah. She has like him claws like from <laughs> Power of Girls. I think she's being turned into a cat. I think that's what's going on. Uh, I think that okay. maybe like or that. or there's like some sort of like werewolf curse here, right? Because of the moonlight. Like maybe that's part oh. of it. I don't know. Like we don't punch? really know what CL's business is yet, except she's like now like a feral lady at Model Land. But yeah, she's it like, is get very down. strange. Yeah. It's, yeah. So she's so she's like all concerned and shit, like trying to get Desperada down. Which really threw me for a loop because it's like, okay, now we're back to like the caring CL all of a sudden. Right, but she never really stopped caring. The girls just like saw her, like they heard one thing and almost definitely misconstrued it as like evil because CL's going to be vindicated, I'm sure of it. Yeah, there's going to be another plot twist, but they definitely tried to like put us in the direction of like CL being like unstable and like they even said like a page ago that like she had to be like physically subdued various times because she was like rabid or whatever oh yeah now, at the now, team. yeah yeah all of a sudden she's like cool calm and collected like trying to get desperate down it just feels like two different characters honestly yeah yeah it is because it's like she has to be everybody and why she's even here is like unexplainable and they're like we let you out of the ugly room for good behavior and like this is what you do like that's like what Gennaro Nars says at her and yeah. uh and that I mean whatever so yeah so apparently like she's been on good behavior so now she has some of her freedom back and she's out and about at night and meanwhile like Desperata is presumably climbing but like this you know how 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 tall are these how far could she possibly get in the span of like two pages but she's now like out of reach yeah and we get a little bit of foreshadowing because um the guru Gennaro is like Girly girl, once you go over that wall, you're gonna you're gonna mature so fast that like you know that's what all girls want, right? To like grow up quickly. And the second he said this, I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Exactly, yeah. but we won't spoil it. We'll get to it when the yeah. book gets to it. But so basically, like Desperada is not sure who to listen to because CL's like, "What are you doing? Don't go over there." And um, Guru Ganero is like, "Yes, go. Um, you're gonna be so happy if you jump over the wall." He's like gaslighting her, um, yeah. <laughs> and um, like gay gaslighting. He literally says, "Run away, intensive to your man, honey!" Like yeah. mockingly, spurring her on. Real evil, real evil shit, um, and. What happens? Oh, she jumps. Well, Desperata jumps. Yeah, she jumps off the wall. And this, this is when this chapter, is if not crazy enough, truly gets wild. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it is. This part is so fucking stupid, of course. And, like, goes back to what you were saying before how, like, everything has to be visible to everyone at all times. So, like, <laughs> at all times. So there's silence. And then I find it really funny that there are no other teachers out here. Like, like. <laughs> If the whole school is outside, right. there's a student escaping, right? We're, we're already going with it. We're already going with the fact that everyone's sure. out of their rooms, no matter how stupid it is. But no other teachers are there. Nobody's, like, trying to keep the girls safe. Like, yeah. what is the point of having security and walls and all of these things if you actually don't give a shit what happens to them? Um, so there's right. a thick lightning bolt, she thinks. Um... <laughs> Um, it makes everyone jump back and it says an immense fountain of color. It sends an immense fountain of color into the air and the barrier became transparent. Of course. <laughs> of course. Because now everyone needs to see what happens on the other side. Right. Um, right. and so it has to become transparent. It's just so writers, aspiring authors, people who 
are working on books do not do shit like this like you will get like goodreads it's gonna tear your your tear tear you apart if you do something like this because it is just too convenient it's so convenient. So what? So, so yeah. So what? Like, okay. First of all, like even just like, who cares about physics? We are not talking about that. Just even the notion that like, why does a gigantic barrier, first of all, why is it made out of trash? Unexplained. We don't know. Second of all, how tall is it? We don't know. Also, third of all, why does it need to turn transparent? Like, why would this functionality be built into model land? And of, of course, it's because we need to see what happened to Desperata, right? Like, of course, like, of course, we know that the girls need to learn something terrible is about to happen to this girl who's just like escaped. But again, like, there are so many tenser ways to doing this. Like, maybe um, Desperata like wins a petition to leave and they're like, fine, yeah. leave. And the whole school assembles to see her off. And that's where like everyone basically gets to witness this like, you know, punishment for leaving, yeah. right? Like she walks out the doors on her own volition. Like she chooses this fate, but like turning a gigantic trash heap, just literally transparent just to like peer through it makes 0.0001 cents. Like, yeah, makes so <laughs> weird. But no sense. Anyway, so, oh, so Desperata, she's lying on the ground, dead, mm-hmm. but she's actually not dead. <laughs> she's, she like jolts upright. She stands and, oh God. Oh, like Shiraz is like, she seems, oh, she is seeming okay. Says Shiraz in her broken Italian English. And, but Desperata, Desperata has been changed. <laughs> She's been creamified all of a sudden. She's been creamified. She's like wrinkled. She's dusty, musty, crusty, (laughs) white hair, not looking good. She's got jowls, crow's feet. The Botox we keep asking you guys for, give it to Desperata because now she needs it. She needs it bad. So she's trying to come back over the wall and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, you got to stay there. You got to go back to your... uh, boyfriend let's see if he still wants you looking the way that you do mm-hmm. um and it's like a crane was it picture <laughs> oh my god wait no, no, before that yes sorry the crane i actually did scream at that part <laughs> <laughs> all right so spoiler alert does run a crane does make us run up in a second but before that again like so this is where like this cracks me up because, like, I could just hear Tyra, like, doing the gymnastics. The wall, remember, has turned clear. Desperata turns back and the wall's clear, so she's looking back at the people. But then Desperata has to see what's happened to herself. So the wall then turns into a mirror, but oh, just for right. Desperata. She's <laughs> able to see herself reflected in the transparent trash wall. But the girls are still able to see her, but she can't see them because she's looking at herself. And she's like, no, I've aged 50 years. And of course, fucking Zarpace is like, so the rumors are true. <laughs> you do age 50 years. And like, we haven't heard these rumors. Like, that, this would have been helpful. But maybe, maybe we have. I mean, maybe uh, Zarpesa is referencing the rumors of like, they harvest mm. youth. I think that's kind of what's going on here. I I'm not sure. I, I honestly cannot remember if this was one of the rumors that we heard. I feel like there was this rumor at some point. But there's just so much information at this point that, like, I just don't know. Let's just pretend that they did. Let's give Tyra one little crumb of... Well, yeah, a crumb. Of, I think yeah, I think so. I think that there was some foreshadowing to this. Um, we move on from it very quickly because immediately 
Tokians are paced to get into like a yeah, fist fight. <laughs> pres- pres- presidential alert: the girls are fighting. Like, yeah, they but they don't actually hit each other. Like, Tookie pushes Arpeza over, and then she's accidentally, like, accidentally, accidentally, yeah. whatever. Which the mechanics of that is so funny because they're not walking anywhere; they're all standing <laughs> yeah, there. She just like topples it to her. So she just like suddenly throws herself into Zarpeza and they like put their fists up and they're about to fight. And they said something about like this would be an opportune time to cash in on our Kamalini hem headbanger bet. What are they talking about? I have about? no idea. I have no idea what that is. Me either. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so they, yeah. So somehow, like, basically, okay. The 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 cliff notes of this is that Zerpesa says something mean about what happened to Desperado, who's like still standing there, and then and she calls like, them disgusting too. Right. She, yes. She calls the lesbian right. pouch girls disgusting. Yeah. She says you're already ugly. You don't even need to go over a magical clear mirror wall. Uh, and then that's when Toki just like falls into her. Dylan breaks it up. Thank God for Dylan. Yeah. And <laughs> then. This is the this is the part with the crane. This is this, this cracked me up. A gondola type roller coaster car appeared on Desperado's side of the wall, and a large crane picked Desperado up by the collar of her uniform. Which, incorrect. It said she was wearing a nightgown before, and now suddenly she's in her uniform. Continuity, and placed her in the seat of the contraption, a U-shaped bar lord in front of her, securing her in. Um, <laughs> and then the car zooms away and all I can think of is that TikTok sound that goes, okay let's go yeah. <laughs> so I this is so funny to me because this is like by far the least weird thing that happens in a chapter like of course a girl has now walked out of model and she's ra- she's aged by 50 years. And right. I'm like, yeah, of course, a, you know, a roller coaster is going to just like appear and take her away. I don't know why <laughs> that cracked me up so much. But that's what it's like. So Desperada, she's out. She's gone. And they're like, hope your boyfriend is into cougars is what Gennaro says. And she's like being Awful. roller coasted Awful. away. <laughs> so um, thunder rumbles. The lightning strikes the wall again. And reverses the transparency. Oh my god, this is this was crazy. This so was girls crazy. start flying left and right, basically. Um, yes. Like they're just being thrown every which way. Um, <laughs> it's an earthquake. And so the um, so Gennaro smiles and points into the distance at the O, and the Belladonna statue is glowing. How can they see absolutely everything and anything? Like this is just like Tookie's house, which is just one. Like circular hallway with doors everywhere. She took lives in a yurt. <laughs> like a literally, every single setting that we've that has been described to us is a yurt. <laughs> everything, 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 absolutely everything. So um, yeah, the like Belladonna statue, which I had forgotten about, but there's the giant statue that again like got appeared via waterfall in the O arena. Second question, how come they don't just use the O arena for this? Like, how come they need a stadium and an arena? Who, you know, whatever. Infrastructure is not the forte of the models at Model Land. No. But the... I need you to explain this to me. Because I do not know what is going on here. Basically, like, the statue's glowing. The ground is rippling. Like, way, like rippling waves of the ground. Like, the, the gold of the M Plaza is, like, flying everywhere. Yeah. And then... 
things start crashing out of the sky. Buildings, like things are rippling so hard that like there is like rubble falling down from the building. Yeah, the dormitory that, is mentioned as I'm like, like from like, where? Yeah, from where? I'm like debris <laughs> and and dead birds. Dead birds? I missed yes. that. Yeah, I'll read it to you. They huddled there for what felt like forever. Oh, they're under a table. Oh, this is the wooden table. Yeah, I don't know where this wooden table came from, but this is the table. I also was like, where is this table? table they like find from. a table. They go under it. They huddled there for a while under the table um, as like plants, tree lips, chunks from the D, even dead birds that had been apparently struck midair came crashing to the ground. And this is all during like a three minute earthquake but and, and also cl's there but nothing none of the rubble lands on cl cl just right. stands and like is immune to this yeah and tookie is um it says tookie somehow knew that cl in tandem with the belladonna was responsible for the devastating tremor how how what yeah what are you talking about like maybe cl because she is none of it is hitting her but what i don't know anyway so confusing um so the um, lesbian pouch girls are like hiding under this table that came out of nowhere. Um, and it says it looked like what, what is what is how did they describe it? Hold on. The area looked ravaged and war torn. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So like what is going on here? Like, where is everybody else? Yeah, I don't know. And also, like, if all these buildings were flying apart in chunks, they, like, literally, they, they, everyone trudged back to the D. Like, so the, so the D, like, the dorms are fine enough to, like, go and stay in, but all of this rubble's everywhere. I don't know. The statue of the Belladonna is gone, and there are large footprints the size of cars wandering towards the M building. Remember, like, she was in the O, now she went to the M and Ciel just like watches Tookie and the girls, and so like I don't I don't think this matters, but I feel like it probably does to Tyra. But like some sort of energy interaction has just gone on between Ciel and the Belladonna. Like they've like, and it's happened coincidentally right after a girl has aged fifty years. So I think this is where like the youth magic thing mm. is. Like there's some something there, and I think like. Either the Belladonna was supposed to get the power of it, but like maybe CL usurped her. I don't really know, but uh, but that's what I that's like my current running theory for why there was literally an earthquake after a girl is like ripped out of the sky via a roller coaster. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, <laughs> so CL's staring at them, staring at the wall because the girls are still standing there, and Tookie's like, "We can't leave this way. Um, we have to find another way out." No shit. No duh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a that was a lot of repercussions for wanting to go hang out with your boyfriend. I mean, truly, we have never punished a slut more than Desperada. Justice for sluts. Justice for sluts. We I mean, are a slut positive podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. But you look at how they're like you know being boy crazy. You know, chased being like like talking about like bras all the time. Like tr- clearly, and there this will come up in the next chapter. But like clearly wanting to like get with a guy or like be with people or like you know any sort of sexual positivity is not well regarded in this book i mean this is a lot of punishment for yeah the yeah, internalized misogyny i really hope that you've worked through that tyra so they return to the d and tookie selects a green pen from her journal to write to cl and then in october festian which i think yeah, is probably Ger- german. german yeah, yeah. god damn it the, this letter is very confusing it's just like tookie like telling like uh cl like you've changed like you're not who i thought you were 
Um, but when I get out of here, I'm going to tell everybody that you're a stupid fucking bitch. Um, right. It's like a threat. It's like I used to think you were the coolest, but now I think you're literally mentally ill. That's like actually a line. I've wondered if you were mentally disturbed, but now you're truly confirming just how sick you really are. Like, she's like, you're toxic. The end of this letter is, it gets like cutting. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get to that. Um, okay. Tookie does mention one thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that, not talk about, but just like mention that she sort of says like, I understand like why Zarpaza is an evil bitch because like she's trying to like cover up this lie that she's telling and like she's right. desperate but you're evil for no reason so she has no some reason. sort of sympathy i guess for zarpeza like even it's or at least some understanding of like why she is the way that she is um but then she's like but not ucl you are just awful for no reason we we haven't seen her be awful though like we've never like she's been acting like perturbed but that's the extent of it and i yeah, just the- we're missing that like part where like she actually hurt somebody other than herself. We haven't seen well, it yet. Well, she she did. Didn't she do that? Th- was wasn't she the one who like sent Dylan spiraling about her weight? Oh yeah, that's true. Although I don't think that that's one of the things that like Tookie's clocking her for. Like, no, I not at think, all. She doesn't give a shit about Dylan. Like, we, like truly. Like, I think we as like as like adults reading this are like right. that wasn't good. But I actually think that like in the world of Tyra's head. That she was actually that a really good. noble. She thinks, yeah, yeah. She, she really like, you know, she thinks she really nailed it. So basically, the only thing that she's sort of like making this assumption over, uh, over is like overhearing Stiel and the Belladonna the time yeah. she snuck up seventy stories um, <laughs> in the middle of the night. So it's not like concrete confirmation, which I just think means. We're in for another plot twist, basically. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, this is such a darling, though. I mean, CL clearly is going to be vindicated. And I think in order to make that vindication feel good, like, we need to, like, have seen her do some fucked up shit. I wish we were actually seeing some of it. Because then, like, you know, you got to let your characters, like, mess up in order to vindicate them. They can't just sort of be doing nothing ever and then suddenly they do something good. And you're like, see, haven't they grown? That's not really growth. And it's not a reveal either. So there's no real tension between that but the end of this this letter is good though so i'm gonna read it to you where the hell is cl they all ask when i get away from this place the first thing i'm gonna do is tell the world what a phony evil sick bitch you are tookie damn damn this first swear that's been in the book and that is the end of chapter 31 Wow. Uh, All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it, girlies. Okay. Rose and a Thorn for Chapter 31 of Model Land by Tyra Banks. I can go first. Okay, yeah, go. All right, so my rose is... My rose is the... Is the roller coaster that sweeps <laughs> this product away. I support I you. Love I love that. I support you. I support you. That was really fucking funny. And I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, Ryan, your thorn is going to be the wall turning clear and then into a mirror. But at this point, like, I'm... And that's a valid thorn, if that's your thorn. At this point, I've sort of moved beyond just, like, the strange physics of this world. My thorn is uh, the sort of the missed opportunity to have a really fun, like, 
nighttime reconnaissance activity. I love sneaking about in the night. I do it all the time. And I would love, in books, <laughs> in, in my apartment as well, a lot of sneaking. But I would have loved to have had a moment of the girls sneaking about, the peril of getting caught, seeing stuff that they're not supposed to see. All of that is just so rich. When, like, basically kids color outside the lines that adults set by them, like, you can introduce them to so much cool stuff in YA because adults always think that people are going to behave and then they don't hide the things that they should. And, like, there's all this cool stuff. And, like, being cheated of what this could have been really sucks. Yeah, so I that's agree. So that's my thorn. I really... I, I'm lamenting the fact that we didn't get to do that. Um, I don't know why we keep expecting things. Um, but here we are. <laughs> um, my, th- my rose is... Even though it's, like, kind of weak, but I guess it's that, first of all, Tookie calls Zarpeza Zaropresa, like, to her face. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that was good. I like that. And also that she was, like, willing to, like, throw hands. I was like, okay, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the only reason they didn't fight is because, like, Zarpeza walked away. Like, she low-key chickened out. Yeah, that's true. And then my thorn is that this this began like two weeks after the last conversation oh, yeah and then true. we had like a pointless montage um all for nothing because the plan that they came up with wasn't going to work anyway um so why right. couldn't they have just come up with it quickly and then had it work? Like, yeah right <laughs> i don't get it um so yeah so those are those are mine um the letter is also awful but whatever <laughs> yeah, I, I, i'm letting go of the letter it's just it's bait it's baiting me to like talk about it and I'm just not going to give it the time we have other things to talk about Christ almighty anyhow y'all that was chapter 31 of Model Land by Tyra Banks find us on discord let us know your thoughts let us know your theories if you're desperata we're thinking about you you wrinkly little lady hope hope you got off that roller coaster we should start a GoFundMe for her facelift (laughs) yes absolutely next chapter we are going to be talking about the implications of what happened to Desperata and what that means for Creamy. So stay tuned. Tune in next week. We cannot wait to see you there. And that's today's episode, Hot Queens. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at bot. Oh my God. (laughs) We're at Bad Author Pod. (laughs) If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Bad Author Book Club. All of our uh, episodes are up on Apple and you can find them also at anchor.fm slash Bad Author Book Club. And if you'd like to follow me, your co-host Ryan. I am the Ryan Lasala on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok, and all my book information is on www.ryanlasala.com. Yay! And if you'd like to follow me, Clarabel, I'm at Clarabel underscore Ortega on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can find all of my book information at ClarabelOrtega.com. Go buy Witchlings. I need money! Yes! <laughs> Witchlings is coming out so soon. So by the time you listen to this, we will be days closer to the Witchlings launch. Oh my god, We cannot scary. wait to see you all, you know, at the digital events and whatnot. I mean, do you have yeah. any of that information that you can share now? Um, So I, I do... I'm pretty sure I'm that the event is happening on April 2nd. Um, yeah. It's going to be in New York City, but if you can't be in New York City, then I will be streaming it live on TikTok. So anywhere yes. in the world where you're at, you can come join us for the launch of of um, Witchlings, and I'll be with Alex Astor for that launch. It'll be really exciting. Yay, incredible. Well, thank you for joining us once again, Hot Queens, and we will see you next Friday. Biggest kisses. See you next week. 
quits. Bye. Bye. Don't, don't jump over any trash walls while we're please, gone. Please, please be careful. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.